0: Hello, everybody. I'm Tom Hawes, the lettings manager at Preston Baker. Hi there, everybody. I'm Hugh Roberts, the land manager at Preston Baker. I'm sure you're all aware that on the 12th of December, we've got another election uh, looming. uh, The second, actually, in in, in the last couple of years. Absolutely. Yes, and both main political parties have policies
1: which, uh, depending on who ends up in number 10, are going to have big impacts on homeowners, purchasers, uh, investors and developers alike, um, and obviously, perhaps estate agents. You maybe estate agents, which uh, which obviously
0: is <laughs> probably something we should consider. Um, so to start with you. I think maybe we talk about the uh, the blue party.
1: Okay, yeah, Tories, um, fantastic.
0: So they've obviously uh, they, they've quite, obviously quite a lot in there. I mean, probably uh, there is. It it's quite too. a chunky uh, a chunky section of our talk. Yeah. Um, uh, you yeah, obviously they're they're wishing to continue to build uh, 300,000 new homes um, and, and complete that by the uh, the mid the mid 2020s.
1: Well, you say complete. Uh, I think 300 homes, uh, 300,000 homes a year has been the target for quite some time. Uh, we've been hearing this um, from the from the Tory Party um, for quite for quite a while. And uh, yeah, we're yet to see it yet. So I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, obviously, <laughs> with help to buy, uh, the move towards you know, shared ownership being pushed. Um, these kind of well, there are there are some big changes coming up in terms of new build development, um, and with the end of help to buy, it'll be interesting to see what kind of impact that has on the, on the developers who are going to be providing these homes.
0: Well, absolutely, and and, and to review also uh, new ways to support uh, home ownerships um, following help to buys, um, and they want to complete that by twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah, correct. So obviously, one of the one of the policies for the Conservative Party is the uh, is the long term fixed rate mortgage, mm-hmm. which, given um, help to buy changes that are coming in twenty twenty one and uh, and the targeted end date of twenty twenty three uh, for the end of the scheme in, in its entirety, uh, it, it's the Conservatives are looking at how can we wean off uh, and enable people still with those smaller deposits to buy. Um, longer term, given the changes to the Bank of England base rate um, that we're likely to see uh, with it going up over the next few years after a long time of uh, of, of low interest rates, uh, that seems like something that um, that could address that imbalance. We'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> time we'll will tell. Yeah. You. The third thing I want to talk about, uh, and perhaps more directly applicable to, to landlords, mm. um, is the abolition of no-fault evictions.
1: Okay, interesting. So this is Section 21? Correct, yes, yeah, right? Section
0: okay. 21. Um, Which I, I think isn't just a Conservative policy, but a Labour policy as well. Well, It does, actually, yes. It sort of it, it moves between two. Okay. So it looks fairly set that Section 21 will be, uh, will be abolished. Right, okay, okay. Here's a question
1: for you, Tom. Hmm. Okay, so obviously the court process has been quite slow and cumbersome in yeah, regards to evictions for quite some time, and this is why both parties are coming forward with this, with, you know, with abolishing Section 21. Hmm. Um, what impact do you think this will have in terms of the ability for landlords to evict a tenant if needs be? Um, and will it uh, will it speed up the process, or will it give will it actually make it much harder for landlords to evict the, evict the tenant if that's the case?
0: Well. Obviously, you, you've you've hit the nail on the head. The uh, you know, the point behind um, you know um, ab- abolishing you know this uh, you know the section twenty one is to speed up the, the process. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's slow and cumbersome, um, and I think for our clients, if their intention is to rent their property out, mm-hmm. which it should be, you know, why else would you put a, a property on the market, you know, and they are going to go through it in the correct way. Um, i e go to a reputable estate agent and uh, you know and, and and have the reference thorough reference check uh, done and reduce their you know their element of risk from the outset. I think it'll have very little impact right. um, th- There are talks that the section twenty one will be rewritten into section eight. obviously you'll we'll have to have a reason to uh, um, to evict your tenant whether it's arrears of rent whether it's uh, you know damage of the property um, you know whether it is that they are uh,
1: so know, so if those if those really frustrating things for a landlord such as yeah, as you mentioned you know not paying their rent on time or damaging the property the landlord still has some recourse and in your opinion that really should become easier through
0: it, it should be a speedier speedier process fantastic um, because Good. they will you know they will have their reasoning for it and that's the point you will have to prove that they Good. are in arrears rent very easy if you've not got the money in your bank absolutely so there's also been mentioned Hugh, of banning the sale of new um, leasehold homes okay. um, and restricting ground rent to, a, to an absolute peppercorn
1: yeah so this has obviously been a big topic in the news um, with a lot of the uh, a lot of the tabloids and newspapers covering this uh, with some pretty pretty horrendous horror stories um, on the face of it uh, in principle you know I think everybody's behind this uh, there was a period of time where a number of people were uh, a number of developers were um, were potentially making making more money on top by retaining the freeholds and selling them on to a third-party company uh, in principle I don't think this is going to have much impact. Most of the industry has moved away from that model now um, in, rega- in regards to houses. Obviously, flats and the, le- the leasehold system around flats has, you know, is pretty ingrained in, um, in, in England and Wales.
0: Um, and, and I don't think that's going to come up um, uh, you know, against any sort of changes anytime soon. Uh, but the- well, I mean, it could be very, very welcome news for any landlords who do own leasehold properties. Obviously, I will... Um mm. add very very quickly um, that you know the, the policy is yet to be outlined um completely it w- w- you know we don't know what it could entail, but it could be very welcome news it could certainly um
1: you know again again new 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 house builders now are not looking to 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 continue this trend of of retaining the freeholds and um and and having people subject to to onerous ground rent. Uh, or service charge increases on uh, on houses so I think I think the market and the and in actual fact the you know buyers have really regulated that themselves by saying we're not going to buy these kind of homes because of the news stories so um, welcome news uh, but realistically I think uh, I think that's pretty much self-regulating. So another policy to come from the conservatives is the changes to stamp duty for um, non-resident uh overseas buyers into the UK market now uh, this is something that i don't know about you tom you come from a prime london estate agency background yes um, yes yeah, so my my interpretation would be that you know the, the 3% surcharge on uh, on people buying from overseas most likely is going to have an impact um on on the prime london market and i well, think yeah I, uh, th- I think that's probably well yeah
0: yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I think it will affect London. Uh, will it affect other parts of the UK? Um, perhaps, perhaps bigger cities, but but not
1: the impact that it will have on London. In actual fact, I suppose for domestic purchasers, um, this presents a bit of an opportunity because it's removing that level of competition, which uh, which enables those domestic purchasers to make those um, you know to get to get those properties that they want.
0: And I think you've highlighted the exact point behind the uh, you know the, the policy. Yeah, brilliant. So I think it's time to uh, sort of switch sides, here and uh, have a talk uh, about the Labour government.
1: Okay, yeah, interesting. Well, not Labour government yet. It's just <laughs> the manifesto, yet. so uh, we will see. But a little bit less, I think, from Labour in terms of housing policy. They've, um, they've kept it short and sweet with a, with a few key policies, um, obviously the first of which is to uh, build and erect an extra 150 council and social homes a year. Um, with a hundred, I think a hundred thousand of those available on social rent, um, an interesting policy. Um, I personally feel that I think this this is a little bit short sighted. Um, councils, on the whole, that's going to take a long time to get there for them to be able to have the inf- have the knowledge and the infrastructure and the people behind it to to deliver that kind of project across the country. Um, and when you're actually looking at uh, the, the kind of expertise that you need there I think that's been lacking um, in in local authorities for quite some time and therefore it's going to take a number of years to kind of get those people on board who are needed um, to help deliver um, those kind of, that, that, that kind of number um, so in theory I can understand the policy and, and I know there's a lot of concern on it um, but in practice is this achievable um, I think certainly they're going to need, um, to be making those sorts of strategic partnerships with contractors or developers to, to enable them to be able to deliver this kind of, this kind of um,
0: promise. I mean, they're also talking about putting in place a range of measures that will see a significant expansion to tenants' rights. Mm. Um, I mean, open-ended tenancies uh, is one of those. Mm. Yeah, it's
1: slightly scary, I think, probably from your side. Um, I mean, I think there's even... <laughs> Sort of mentioning um, of a of a right to buy on private private
0: landlords' properties. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, which is pretty scary. It about. is scary. I mean, taking that um, you know, taking that control from both the landlord and from the agency, who you know, ultimately you know, we are there to support the landlord. But is
1: it in actual fact? Does it question the whole idea? Of um, of of somebody's property rights, and d- does this sector of property owners, small buy to let landlords with a small portfolio that's maybe their their retirement or their pension uh, that they're putting aside, you know, do we really need to be given the stamp duty changes and the tax changes and uh, everything that they've had to come up against over the over the last few years? This kind of policy
0: could just see more people exiting that market and reducing that rental stock even further. Absolutely, I mean. <laughs> You know, a a third point to add to uh, to to the measures proposed uh, is the is the abolition of uh, rules uh, that require a landlord to check the uh, the immigration rights of the tenant, so right to rent, in other words. Okay. So, quick point, Tom. I suppose, kind of on a wider
1: basis, um, if we're looking at the squeeze on, as we mentioned before, on those small buy to let. Landlords, you've got a couple of properties here and there. There does seem to be, you know, a shift from both the Conservatives and certainly from what the Labour are suggesting as well. Although perhaps not, not quite as intentional as what the, was what the Conservatives and the current government's looking at doing to move away from small private landlords and really sort of institutionalise the, the the private rental sector. So you've got um, a lot of these. These these big um, these big institutions now coming over and the rental product is being is being amalgamated and sort of concentrated into whether it be large blocks or or, or estates where the whole offering is a rental is a rental product. Um, do you think that's a that's a move towards sort of being able to to tighten the regulation on those kind of those kind of providers and it makes it simpler for enforcement by the government and local
0: authorities? Perhaps perhaps it does. You I mean. PRS, it, you know, it is It's a very, very popular, um, you know, popular way of living. Mm. Um, it, it is proving very, very popular, particularly in London. Um, there are a lot of big blocks that have gone up um, and it's it's a lifestyle. Mm. You know, you, you go in there, you've got your entertainment in there, you've got your social, you've got your housing. It's brand new, it's nice, you know, it's appealing. Um, I mean, I guess as a millennial, you know, I suppose the, the attraction
1: of it is, is you come out of of university or whatever it is, you're a young professional, you're heading to a new city, you go into one of these flats, it's all furnished, bills are all paid, you've got a gym on site, everything's there for you and realistically you don't have to worry about anything. Do you think there's an opportunity for a smaller landlord to kind of take some of those ideas? And, and I know that we've talked about this in a couple of schemes that we've been looking at on the on, on the development side and you've been talking to some of the the developers on that to, to to bring that bring that kind of that model, but you know,
0: recreate it on a smaller scale. Absolutely. I think there's uh, there's there's great opportunity there for that, um, and uh, you know, and, and good from both sides. Attractive to um, you know to to the tenants, um, but but actually uh, financially rewarding for, uh, for for those landlords.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I guess as well is if you look at
1: those apartments, uh, you in know, a big apartment block in Leeds City Centre, let's say, because there's an awful lot of PRS investment going on in Leeds, and you know you look at what's happened to Manchester, and you go. It's not far around the corner. It's starting to turn out. Absolutely, now. Um, but but I suppose there's a number of people who perhaps don't want to live in a big high rise in Leeds city centre. And if there's an opportunity to recreate that on a smaller scale, just outside, perhaps sort of around some of those those key um, those key centres of commerce, sort of in North Leeds and things like that, at high street, high streets, then um, then there's a re- then that, that could be a really attractive proposition for somebody you know getting getting those opportunities that the big guys aren't interested in.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So uh, another one of Labour's policies is to bring in rent controls. Now I know that there's a, there's a quite an interesting BBC article that you sent me across, Tom, on mm. them um, on what are
0: rent controls. Well, giving council powers uh, and funding to buy back homes from from private landlords. Right, okay. that's ultimately what it what it is. Wow. Um, I, I know that uh, you know uh, the actual fine details haven't been uh, you know, haven't been sent out yet, and, and we're slightly uncertain of that. Mm. Um, What's your feeling
1: towards it, Hugh? In this market, Tom, the most important thing, I think, is increasing the supply. Um, the increases that we've seen in, 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 in rental yields and property prices, that's driven by supply. Uh, and in actual fact, trying to... that The focus should be, for any government, on how are we going to increase that supply and hit those, those numbers that Pretty much universally, everybody is behind delivering, whether it be the Conservatives' 300,000 homes per year. Uh, everybody's behind that, and we need to put the focus on delivering that supply, as opposed to penalising the people who own these properties. Uh, probably quite a popular, um, popular message to the to the to the Labour base and the Corbyn base. But uh, but realistically, its impact on the property market, rent controls, again, small private landlords, it's just going to hammer them. I mean, how much more can we squeeze out of that core? Part of the
0: of the of the market. Okay, so we've had a look at what the Conservative Party are proposing, uh, and we've also had a look at the complete flip side and looked at uh, the Labour manifestos. Oh, um, where do you see it going, Hugh? <laughs> well,
1: um, I mean, I never trust a poll anymore. I think it's pretty hard to tell uh, until the until the moment where the vote comes out. So I'm not going to pin my colours to any mast. What I think is quite clear uh, and what we're hearing across the industry is that uh, certainty is probably the biggest, you know, the biggest driver for people at the minute. And the, the best thing for the property market is, is certainty. If you look at that on the face of it, a conservative majority would seem to be the best option you know, if we were to go back and have another renegotiated deal, a second referendum, uh, which is current Labour Party policy, though there are signs of that starting to shift, I really think that that's going to give continued uncertainty, which is the last thing we need
0: at the moment. I completely agree. I think the best thing for uh, the housing market and for the certainty of, uh, you know, of, 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 of homeowners, as well as landlords, um, is, is absolutely a conservative, a conservative majority. Absolutely, and I think one of the
1: interesting things that you and I were talking about yesterday was that, considering the uncertainty that we've had over a number of years in the property market, I think the performance of the pro- of the of the industry as a whole has been particularly impressive, um, you know, given the fact that we just do not know what is around the corner. You know there is so much pent up buyer and seller demand, but there's still stuff going on, and we haven't seen we haven't seen massive falls, especially here in 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 the north in the northeast and Yorkshire. Um, you know we're particularly lucky in that we haven't
0: seen. No, I think Leeds is uh, Leeds is a fantastic market. Opportunity is coming uh, here. Channel Four, as we said on our last mm. uh, you know our last video, um, Hugh uh, being one of those uh, you know those 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 um, organisations that's come to Leeds. It's 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 creating demand. Absolutely, absolutely. So there you have it. Some conservative, some Labour, what are you gonna choose? Please comment. Please send your feedback uh, and any questions you've got um, at the bottom. And, uh, and and thank you very much for watching. We should mention that obviously <laughs> other political parties
1: are available. We've focused on the Conservatives and Labour. Uh, more than happy to have a discussion in the comments or get in touch to discuss any of your property-related matters for 2020. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.